Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, a very pleasant good morning to you fun seekers. Hi, there is George, George of the Jungle Wiseman. Hi, George. It's so good to be back, Patrick. Nice to have you here. My name is Patrick Timpone, and we're live here October 12 in uh, 2021. And uh, good to have you here. Just... uh, Join us if you like at 888-663-6386. The email, Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. George Wiseman is an interesting fellow. I met George, uh, it's been almost over two years now, George, when I first got my machine. was August of 19, and um, my hydrogen browns gas machine. And George, you, you fooled around with uh, hydrogen for a long time before you built your first AquaCure machine? Yes, the uh, I'm assuming I'll just do a quick little history. Whatever you want, George. We're just you know we're just having fun here. It doesn't matter. Just having fun. Yeah, um, yeah. I, so, I love it. You guys have so much fun here, and so it's fun to be here. Yeah, I uh, obvious. I don't know if it's obvious or not, but uh, when I, <laughs> I I grew up on a cattle ranch, and uh, when I would go to school, I'd love going to school because I could rest. You didn't have to work so dang hard. <laughs> so the uh, I, and I took uh, more advanced courses uh, of uh, like physics and chemistry and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And and then when I got older and I started looking around at girls, I decided that uh, there was only two ways the rancher's son would be able to make some money, and that would be as an inventor or as a uh, as a prospector. I found prospecting digging in the dirt to be more like ranch work, so I decided I'd be an inventor. I see. And I uh, and uh, I invented back in the mid '80s a fuel saver that got 25% increase in mileage on carbureted vehicles, an hour hood up to hood down, and only $15 worth of parts. And that started my business, Eagle Research. And then shortly after that, I uh, I, I got into other kinds of fuel savers, and one of them was Brown's gas. Now I didn't get into Brown's gas originally for fuel saving. I got into it because they were making uh, machines large enough that you could fuel it. Uh, torch, like an acetylene torch, replace right. it with brown acetylene mm-hmm. with brown gas, and it and it was great. It did a great job. It didn't do all the things it said it could do. There was a lot of myths going on around that, but uh, we we had a lot of fun with that. And then I got into uh, applying the brown's gas to internal combustion engines, and we had a great fuel saving uh, run there. There's still people out there doing a good job of that, and I can explain that a little bit on a different show, but. Uh, the main thing was, in 1996, one of my water torch customers got back to me with a testimonial that I frankly did not believe. I, and what he said was that in three weeks' time, he cured a melanoma on his forehead, skin cancer. He, 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 he had the melanoma, and he would just simply put uh, the uh, bubble browns gas in the water, so you'd have a a jug that you'd bu- bubble the browns gas into and then the enhanced water, he would uh, put in a cotton ball on a cap and then just change that out several times a day, re-wetting it. And in three weeks' time, he said it was completely gone. Now, since then, just as a aside, that's been duplicated in Germany, and I have pictures of that one. Three weeks' time, gone. So the, uh, But at the time, I didn't believe it. So, But I had hundreds and, and that actually thousands of people out there using my browns gas technology, so I, I put out the word in my newsletter saying, hey, this is a potential uh, application because uh, even though I'm not very open-minded, I thought maybe people would be interested. And I started to get a lot of testimonials back from people who actually tried it. They bubbled the gas in the water and tried it for various 
ailments uh, externally and drinking the water for internally. And some of the, again, some of the testimonials I just hardly could believe, but being the hard-headed guy that I am, it took until 2005, from 1996 to 2005, before I actually drank the water myself. <laughs> so the, um, and, and when I did, I, I was doing it just so that I could prove to myself it was safe, so I could make a recommendation to my customers. And by 2007, I had not had a single cold in the two winters, the 2005 and 2006 winters and part of 2007. And I decided, yes, it was definitely doing well for my body. And I started recommending that people actually bubble it. And I built a little electrolyzer I called the ER50, which was just an assembly of tubes and such, a little uh, uh, out of PVC pipe and what have you, just a tabletop electrolyzer. And it, it worked very well, it was very efficient. Uh, and a lot of people bought it and, and, and then I started selling it as a kit and fully assembled. And there's thousands of them that went out there. And, and again, the testimonials started to really come in then. Hmm. But the, uh, <clears throat> right about that time, uh, the economy crashed and my, my regular water torch business kind of failed because in 2008, the economy crashed and in 2009, I only sold four machines so of the big machines. So that was, uh, at that, and um, a, a landlord, a new, I got a new landlord that my old landlord sold my shop to a new one I was renting. And the new one said, I want that space. So essentially my business was uh, not doing very well anyway. So I just pulled it up, put it in storage and started doing some other things. In any case, um, people were drinking the gas or sorry, the gas bubbled water till uh, up until 2016. but. During that time, they were asking me, can we inhale the gas? And I was used to using the gas as an internal combustion uh, catalyst and as a uh, torch fuel, so I knew it to be an explosive gas, and I would say, no, you really shouldn't inhale an explosive gas. But in December of 2015, my customer, one of my customers sent me a video of a Korean hydrogen bar that was using Brown's gas, so people could walk in off the street and get a Brown's gas treatment, somewhat similar to this. We just my my machine's running here beside me, so I just put on my uh, cannulas. There we go, and they started inhaling the Brown's gas, and they could you know pay I don't know what it was in Korean, but they would get like we get buy a cup of coffee here. They'd come in and sit in a comfortable chair and get a hydrogen treatment, and then off they'd go. So in any case, I I suddenly remembered something that I should have known right from the start but sometimes you get blinders on and you can't really see what's going on but what happens is right um brown's gas has the highest diffusion rate of any gas known to man so right up near the cannulas if you uh, within a quarter inch out of the cannula uh the, the hydrogen is so diffuse in the air it's no longer combustible huh. so if you mix a little bit of the gas in with the inhaled air that you're inhaling naturally a large amount of air there's not a combustible mixture because hydrogen is only combustible in air at 4.7% or greater. And it, if you keep it under 4.7%, it's non-combustible. So here you have a perfect, uh, perfectly healthy, completely non-toxic gas. There's no toxicity to it whatsoever. And its health benefits are amazing that you can inhale. So in... Um, <clears throat> In 2015, I was the 24-7 caretaker of my late wife, 
So I wasn't able to do anything at that point. But in 2016, when she passed, then I was able to, uh, uh, well, in fact, <laughs> I videotaped myself inhaling the Browns gas for the first time because even though I didn't know whether it was safe or not, I felt that I, I was in so much grief. I, I really didn't care if I lived or died at that particular point. So I, I experimented on myself and then and, and I started experiencing health benefits I, that were astonishing. I, I couldn't. I couldn't understand. Uh, like on my elbows, knees, and feet, I had thick, white, uh, peeling sk uh, skin, uh, which I thought was just calluses. Turns out it was more like psoriasis, and the uh, and and that would just it started peeling off like a snake, shedding its skin, and underneath was was nice, baby smooth skin, beautiful skin, and uh, I lost. Uh, well, as we go on, we can we can talk okay. about the various things right. that happened. But I had so you really then really start. And then, then that 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 built you into the whole thing and starting, and you built your machine and you've been, you've been uh, uh, updating the machine as you go, right? The current Aquacure machine right. that we promote so, now. So what happened was the, uh, in twenty sixteen, um, I I was advised by women that it was not a good idea to try to sell a comp a, a compilation of pipes, <laughs> and to uh, look at getting a nice shroud on it and what have you. And when I went to uh, actually see about assembling something that would pass uh, worldwide safety standards and like UL and, and CSA and, and uh, Australian, I found that it was going to be really expensive. And I found uh, a Chinese machine that I could just simply modify It would, and then it would pass all safety standards. So I was able to keep the cost down. Instead of selling them at $5,000, I could sell them for $2,500. Yeah. Now, there's but, not... That, uh, that, and there's some out there that are less and more, but uh, you, you you told us before with your hydrogen aquacure machine that we promote is that you you've put some safety stuff in there that some of the lesser costing ones don't have, and we don't want to speak badly about anybody. Everybody gets to do what they want, but you you put some some safety standard safety features in there that's good, right? That's really important to have, right? Because you don't want this. That's thing, exactly right. You don't want this thing doing something funny. You know, we don't. We don't want to get anybody hurt. So all the different things since I'd been experimenting with hydrogen since the mid '80s and mm -hmm. Brown's gas since the late '80s, I I knew the various things that it could and couldn't do, and 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 so I designed the machines to be really safe, gold standard safe, but it, and as and as convenient as possible. Things like an hour meter on the back, so people know how long it was operating mm -hmm. uh, for maintenance. So when, when you get things to, like, when it, you so clean it, a lot of a lot of additional features uh, to make it simple, easy to operate, and safe. Safe sta safety is the very first uh, parameter. I didn't want any machine that would be unsafe for any reason, and I built triple redundancy into the machines that a lot of the less expensive and a lot of the more expensive machines don't have. The triple redundancy, in, the uh, safety, uh, you mean, George? Uh, the safety, the safety, yeah. exactly, and functionality. There's there's certain things that the Aquacure can do that even a seventy five hundred dollar uh, machine uh, coming out of Australia doesn't have. Hmm. Uh, we'll show you a picture right here uh, with the, the George built, and this is the one that I have and that people purchase. It's called the Aquacure, and then you can put a, a cannula on it. The George has one in his nose right now. Uh, he's not dying; he's just breathing hydrogen. And then I have a 25-footer, George, and what I like to do is first thing in the morning, I just 
turn it on, and I'll start rebounding, you know, for 20 minutes, 15 minutes, and breathing in the hydrogen, and that gets, you know, I don't know what it does, but it, I feel good. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, and and uh, and then when I'm working downstairs on my screenplays and uh, or watching a film or reading, I can go move all around the house and just breathe a lot, and I, I, I breathe it breathe it quite a bit. Um, it's it's uh, it's very fascinating technology. Uh, what we've learned, George, and believe now in the last what I guess year or so. I guess George, it's been about a year and a half that we've done a lot of research and looked into the whole germ theory thing, right? Stefan Laka, Cowan, uh, Cowan, and Kaufman, and Vollmer, and Sell, and uh, all these different people, Lando, that are semi-regulars on the show, and uh, we pretty much know the germ theory is a myth. It just doesn't exist. You know, they've never isolated anything. It goes way back to Spanish flu. It just isn't. There's no there there. So then, because of that, we've, we've begun to get more clarity on what does cause disease, you know. And it's pretty much, in our opinion now, after looking at this very carefully, uh, since the germ thing is, the first one is stinking thinking, right? Worry, angst, fear, whatever, right? Uh, not trusting God. And then the oxidation of biomolecules. When the biomolecules get oxidative, oxidated, uh, they can cause problems. This is the cause of disease, and we know this. This is in the literature. It just says this. And then we know that um, different poisons and chemicals, things in the air, things in the water, things uh, in the food, uh, plus in the uh, you know thinking, oxidizes biomolecules. This is what it does, oxidative stress. And then here comes George, like even before we started to learn this two years ago, brings out this hydrogen technology to us, and it's the number one antioxidant ever. Ever. So we had, so this is how cool God is. We had the solution before we understood what the real problem was. Isn't that great? And, and, that's actually what God does. It, it before as an inventor, I, I learned a few things, uh, and one of them I learned. There's an old saying that says, "When the student is ready, the teacher appears." Right. And I found, as an inventor, uh, being on the teacher side, that it's the exact opposite. When the student is ready, he or she sees the teacher. He's always the, <laughs> the teacher was always there. there. The teacher was always there. <laughs> That's great. I like that. Yeah. Isn't that the way it works? It's just so fascinating, you know, how life works like that. So, so, um, yeah. And I think this is going to be really important moving forward for humanity if we can really understand what we're talking about here and um, keep the oxidative stress down, uh, eat the best food that we possibly can, uh, protect ourselves from EMFs and because what, what we think, George, now is what's happening, even the thinking, and I can see it, <clears throat> poor thinking damages the tissues, right? And actually damage the tissues just like bringing in mercury or heavy metals or whatever, GMOs. It damages the tissues and causes oxidative 
stress. The great thing about hydrogen, in my opinion, is that it's on both sides of the um, elemental chart, right? It's on both sides. It's the only molecule that's on both sides of the elemental chart, hydrogen. Pretty, pretty interesting. And I don't think there's, I don't think there's any downside to it. Most things when you take, there's a backside to it, right? What has a front has a back. I don't, even vitamin C, even anything has a little bit of a backside because that's how physical reality works, right? What opposite? Hydrogen is its own backside. It has so its it, own. It's it's, it's on both sides <laughs> of the yeah, and it's like a it's like the God molecule. That's what I call it. It it is like the God molecule. I call it exactly the same thing. Do the you? God molecule because it's it, it's it, that's exactly right. Uh, there are several different reasons. One of which is they've shown that hydrogen in space actually can spontaneously appear and disappear. Whoa. So it's almost like it's coming from wherever the energies are that maintain our space. But also, anybody anybody who understands hydrogen knows if you release it, it goes to God. <laughs> and it comes from God and but goes all, from God. But the main thing... It goes thing, right back, right? It disappears. Yeah, it, goes, it, it rises to God, yes. But the, but the main thing is, as near as I can tell, based on the transmutation I'm seeing and other people have uh, duplicated, everything is made from hydrogen. Hydrogen is the first thing that appears in our physical uh, reality that yeah. we live in. Mm -hmm. And then and then everything, as it devolves, it actually loses energy. It becomes heavier and heavier and heavier uh, uh, molecules. And everything is formed from hydrogen, as near as I can tell. Yeah. So, I, yeah. I, That's pretty cool, isn't it? And it is, it's the most prolific uh, molecule yeah. everywhere, right? And we... Yeah. We I believe. think it's about seventy percent of the entire universe is is uh, hydrogen at any given time. Right. Which, interestingly enough, sixty-two percent of the human body is hydrogen. Sixty-two percent is hydrogen. Yes, is hydrogen. Twenty-four percent carbon. Uh, or sorry, oxygen. Twelve percent carbon. What is it? Like it's sixty-two percent hydrogen, twenty-four uh, percent oxygen, twelve percent carbon, and two percent everything else. Everything else. The little pieces, parts, whatever they are. If so you when they're talking about the vitamins and minerals and all that, all those kind of things that they think people have to pay attention to, and you do, for uh, nutrition, they miss the major macronutrient, which is the uh, hydrogen, the 62%. They concentrate on the 2%. So, George, <laughs> what I'm hearing you saying is, I talk a lot about the antioxidant, but it's a food. It must be a food. It must be a God food. It must be feeding us... Um, I know that over the course of two years that I've been breathing here, uh, from uh, our machine is that I eat probably a lot less than I've ever eaten in my this lifetime, and I, I'm not losing any weight, so I'm getting I'm getting nutrients somewhere. Yes, I found the same thing. I didn't need to eat nearly as much food, so our fridge started for a while to get really full of food because we just were eating it. <laughs> so the uh, also, if you'll notice the uh, picture that you show as the kind of the header on the page that was waiting for us, I can do it. Was a picture that was taken in. Wait a minute. Not not that yet. Yeah, not that one. The other one. Yeah. Oh, which one? Oh, you want to see the, the, the waiting page? Oh, the waiting page. Let me let me see. Hold on. Let me let me. I can't hear you a second. I'm I'm just getting dysfunctional. Don't worry. Don't worry about me here. Hold on a second. This one, this, this. That this. was me in, yep, that was me in 2010. Look at that. 
So, you, so you, you look so younger today than, than that picture. Well, I just say I haven't aged much, but it's uh, yes, it, it does seem to have. Uh, I, I was older. If you if you look at the picture or at the video that uh, is on my YouTube channel of when I first started inhaling the Browns gas, mm -hmm. that was taken in twenty sixteen, and you'll see I look much older, and yet now I look as young as I did in twenty ten. Yeah, you're just not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. George is with us. If you care to. Join us. You can uh, uh, enter in a question or a comment. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com or the 800 number is working. I can check it here to make sure when it rains. Sometimes it doesn't work. I'll need to check it downstairs. Get the phone. Um, 888-663-6386. So uh, antioxidant is, is the big thing or one of the reasons why we, why we breathe it. What else? What else are we getting? What else is going on after all these years? I'm sure you've you've figured out and looking at all the different studies, the Molecular Hydrogen Institute. Um, wow, they got some studies there, don't they? Ooh, man, just yeah, they they really do. And that's the thing is that the uh, Tyler LeBaron did a really good do uh, job. He consulted with me back in uh, 2007 because he was a medical student at that time and wanted to. Um, and had this idea that hydrogen was a good thing, it, uh, way ahead of his time. He still is. And he, uh, and then after he consulted with me, he actually went to, I believe it was Japan, and, and uh, did his uh, medical uh, um, things that he needed to do under a doctor that also was believing in hydrogen. So then he came back to America and has de uh, developed the hydrogen, uh, what was it? Uh, Molecular Institute. Hydrogen Institute, right. Molecular Hydrogen Institute, yes, that's correct, uh, dot com if i remember correctly mm -hmm. but, although it might be dot org anyway. i think it's com yeah yeah it's a great website great 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 website and he and he did the best he could to not uh, favor any particular technology over any other i i think there's nine different modalities of getting hydrogen into your body that i'm aware of hmm. i have a web page that, that, that talks about that and then the um but we're also discovering with uh, studies that are doing being done in uh uh, Germany right now that brown's gas is about 30% more therapeutically uh, effective than just straight molecular hydrogen. Wow. Molecular hydrogen is good. People should be getting at least that. But the brown's gas contains an extra gas, uh, which I call electrically expanded water. I discovered back in 1996, and I didn't have any uh, clue at that time how important it was for health. I was still using it as a combustion uh, catalyst and, and things like that back in those days. But the, uh, what happens is, when we're talking about the antioxidant effect, oxidative cascade is one of those things that is the, the big destroyer in the body. And a person can think of it as a molecule that is missing an electron will go along and grab an electron from somebody else, and now that one is missing an electron. So it will go and, and grab one from somebody else, and, it, and this cascade just goes through, kind of wreaking havoc uh, as it goes because there aren't enough electrons. And it turns out the, the electrically expanded water is simply water that has soaked up electrons until it became a gaseous form of water that is not water vapor or steam, it's plasma. In this case, since it has extra electrons, a negatively charged plasma form of water, the fourth state of matter. So the, uh, and, and this occurs naturally in Brown's gas electrolyzers. And there's ways that you can maximize the amount of uh, EXW, electrically expanded water, uh, in the Brown's gas. So you get all these extra electrons. 
Hydrogen is a food. It's a building block of life. You can think of it like a brick to build a brick house. It does nothing without energy. The hydrogen itself is inert. So the as soon as you add energy to start stacking the bricks, which your body knows how to heal itself, it'll take the hydrogen and start healing itself. But it needs energy to do that. And people who have become ill, two things, they usually have depleted their energy reserves and their energy generation systems have often become compromised and inefficient. So, the, and there's reasons why they're not getting enough hydrogen as well. We can get into that a little bit later. But the uh, getting those electrons helps the body heal itself. It gives it the energy. It just bypasses the energy reserves, like giving a jump start to a car. And then you can, so the Brown's gas gives that energy that you don't otherwise have to uh, get from something else. Like even grounding, you've heard of uh, walking barefoot in the sand and on the soil and getting electrons from that sort of thing. It's, it's really good. Those are really good therapies for that reason. The body needs the energy and it can actually gather it from the environment. But you can also get it when you're inhaling the Brown's gas directly. And that just goes right into your bloodstream and that energy is dissipated throughout your body to uh, help the body do whatever it needs to do. So you so see... Oh, oh, yeah, excuse me. Yeah, there are studies now that are showing that the Brown's gas, which is what our AquaCure machine has, is thirty percent more, more mojo, more juice, more healing uh, for the body. Um, and right. how, how did you figure out how did how to do the Brown's gas for your machine? Is it quite difficult to change to to have a Brown's gas? Is that a real trick? It's easier to have a Brown's gas machine and less expensive than to have a molecular hydrogen machine. Oh, have them both. Molecular hydrogen, well, people can have them both, but you can't, you go with one or the other because uh, the machine design is, is like that. What we call Faraday electrolysis has a cathode and an anode, and the cathode makes hydrogen and the anode makes oxygen. I knew that. And what they usually have in the middle is a membrane so that the two gases, you have your hydrogen going out the one side and your oxygen going out the other. And so that's called a Faraday electrolysis. But that membrane in the middle stops the electrically expanded water from forming. Turns out, based on more recent things we've discovered just in the last couple of years, why it happened. See, we, we, could, we knew that it was happening, but we didn't know the mechanism. Hmm. Turns out that when you have the two electrodes and no membrane in the middle, an electron bridge is formed between them. If you have a membrane in the middle, it cuts that bridge. Hmm. The electrons can't do the same thing as they, they would with the Brown's gas machines. So a Brown's gas machine has no membrane in the middle. So all the hydrogen and all, all the oxygen go out the same hose. Plus this electrically expanded water, which I have videos online, people can see it actually forming in the middle. So you have gas forming on the, on the uh, oxygen side and gas forming on the hydrogen side that are right on the plate, but you have a third gas forming right out of the middle of the uh, solution that is not connected to either either electrode, and that's the electrically expanded water. So all three of these gases are going out the same hose. And so what I'm saying is the molecular hydrogen is formed in various ways that keep the oxygen out of the equation and doesn't allow this electron bridge to form. So you can only get the electrically expanded water, as far as I know, uh, with this special type of electrolyzer we call a Brown's gas electrolyzer. Which is what we have in our, in our unit. That's exactly what you have, yes. So is it incorrect it's to all, call us I do. molecular hydrogen, or should we just call it Brown's gas? 
it's it's better to call it Brown's gas coming out of your machine. It does have molecular hydrogen in it. Okay. I'd say it, in your particular machine, you're looking at about sixty uh, percent. Uh, no, no, sorry. Get, get my. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. <laughs> the percentages aren't going to add up here. That's all right. Uh, six. 60% hydrogen, 30% oxygen, and 30% electrically expanded water. And we have to combine that because that's more than 100%. But that's what we get when we're, when we're talking the Faraday equations. We're getting 30% more gas than the Faraday equations allow for. And that's because the Brown's gas is, is or sorry, the electrically expanded water is a side effect. It's not part of the Faraday equations. It's not part of the uh, splitting of the uh, water molecule into hydrogen and oxygen. So, uh, but approximately uh, the same amount of oxygen that's formed is the same amount of, uh, of uh, uh, electrically expanded water in the machine that you have. Mm -hmm. uh, Jody wants to know, do you think it's possible to breathe too much? That's a good question. Good question, yeah. Very, very good. I hope yes, not. Otherwise, exactly. if, I, if it is, then I'm in, I got a problem. <laughs> the, the answer is... Um, uh, yes and no, because okay, there's different things to, to understand. First of all, I'm going to say, <clears throat> yes, it's possible to breathe too much if you're talking about volume uh, per inhalation. Okay. Because even though the gas is 100% non-toxic, zero toxicity, you can literally inhale nothing but Brown's gas if you had a large enough electrolyzer to create that gas that you, essentially a hydrogen-oxygen mixture instead of the nitrogen oxygen mixture that we normally breathe. No problem, it's non-toxic. You could inhale it 100% without a problem. The reason I'm saying uh, volume is an issue is because back at the beginning when I was talking at very first, that gas mixture is explosive. And if you inhale uh, uh, nothing but Brown's gas, the, the hydrogen that you're inhaling is more than 4.7% and uh, of your intake breath. For something that ignites that gas, off your lungs like a balloon so you don't you don't want that to happen so what you do is you as long as you're inhaling uh brown's gas like i am right now that i'm inhaling at a two percent level uh as long as you're under 4.7 percent you're absolutely safe it's a non-combustible mixture now you can inhale it as long as you like in fact there's a, a study that i have on the eagle-research.life website that uh has a woman who decided to, who had uh, lung cancer that had metastasized to her brain. Hmm. And so she, uh, she decided to do Brown's gas only as a treatment. There's, there's several studies that are, are showing hydrogen and Brown's gas is good for uh, major diseases. But she decided to, in no, no pills, no chemo, no radiation, no anything Nothing. at all except Brown's gas. And a uh, very brave woman, obviously, uh, just decided to do that. Within, and I'm sorry, I don't remember whether it's uh, three, five months, something like that, but a relatively short time, uh, she had her next uh, appointment, went in, her brain metastasis was entirely gone, and her lung, uh, lungs were mostly clear. There was still a little bit, but it had mitigated uh, virtually virtually 100% of this, the Was this uh, a lady out of gone. Japan that did this? Was it no, I, I, it was an Asian. It was, it an, was an Asian one. Oh. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't remember exactly. I'd, I'd have to go and look again. It's been months since I. I, I so, looked at it in my. So, do you keep <laughs> yours then at at five percent according to your weight? Uh, at two percent according to my weight. 
two percent. And and this could and this this becomes the last part of the answering that particular question. When you're inhaling, let's say at two percent, like I am right now, within fifteen minutes, my blood is entirely saturated with hydrogen. Like a sponge soaks up water to the point where it just starts dripping out. It can't soak up anymore at two percent. Okay. So what happens at, at that point is you start exhaling any excess. So you, you literally can't breathe too much unless you were nothing but hydrogen, but Brown's gas is hydrogen oxygen mixture. So you literally exhale any excess uh, hydrogen just like you would exhale any excess nitrogen when, when you uh, are doing What you have to do for the maximum therapeutic effect is keep the blood oxidized, or, or sorry, hydrogenized. Hydrogenized. Full of hydrogen. So the uh, so what you're doing is getting uh, enough oxygen all the time. So that's not a problem. It's just, the Brown's gas simply replaces oxygen that you would be normally inhaling with from air anyway. Um, and the uh, hydrogen excess hydrogen is exhaled. So at two percent, you could actually then go down to one percent after you've been inhaling after 15, 20 minutes, and half an hour if you want. So people that are inhaling all night, for example, they have the uh, cannulas on and, and get eight hours in because that's what this woman was doing. She was, in, she doing was inhaling the, the Brown's yeah. gas for a minimum of eight hours a day, okay? So longer is better than more because more, you just, like if you're doing you uh, 4%, for example, yeah. you just exhale it. it. It does you no extra good at all. Once your blood is saturated, it's saturated. Hmm. But longer allows the hydrogen to soak into your tissues right into the cell membranes and the cells themselves, right down to the DNA. If you can keep your blood saturated with the hydrogen, it gradually permeates right into the very essence of yourself, everything right down to the, to the bottom. So that, so longer is better than more. And there is no limit on longer. You could literally do it 24 seven, 365 inhaling, and it would be fine. So for you, the, your 2%, what is that setting on the machine for you? What percent? Uh, for me, that's 32 on the machine. 32 percent. 32 percent duty cycle on the machine gives me a two percent. Oh, because of uh, of your weight, right? Oops. Yes. Yeah, because yes. of your weight, and, th- and that's that you have that in in your in your um, manual. You have the chart. You yes. look you look at your weight yes. and you see how much to do, right? Yes. No advantage whatsoever to do it more, to have, to have it more. None, none, no advantage. You can do more up to the 4.7 and still be safe, but it, there's zero advantage. If you're doing very short um, uh, treatments, like 10 minutes, for example, it might be an advantage to go to 4% just because it will saturate your blood faster. But once your blood is saturated, one percent is all you need. Oh, I to see. Keep it saturated. So if I was just going to do fifteen minutes in the morning, I could do be the more the four percent if I want. Yes, and that would just yes. be double whatever it says in the book. That's correct. Huh. I talked to Mark Circus some years ago. He used to do a hundred percent all the time. The crazy guy is that. I did. I, I did too. I <laughs> did a hundred percent for a couple of years until I decided I was pushing my luck, and I and I thought, you know, I'm. I'm liking living. I, I don't want to have my lungs popped. <laughs> yeah, you, it, it's just, just no. There's no upside to it, right? There's just no upside to it. No, there's no upside. Yeah. And 
and and there is a, a potential downside. So it's better to stay at the two percent, which is what most of the scientific studies have been doing. They've been doing two percent for all the uh, uh, animals and, and mice and birds and yeah, uh, yeah. reptiles and yeah. everything. Yeah. Here's an email for you. I need to do something to redo my whole machine because I haven't used it for four months. See, people buy these things and then they don't use them and they say, you know, I... Okay, so she wants to know what she needs to do. All right, so she's got a machine, been sitting there for four months. Well, how come you're not doing that? Okay, don't, don't get yes, me started. I, I often ask that question myself, <laughs> but I do understand. Okay, so so what, what should she do if she wants to just... I guess you would just clean it out, right, George? Just clean it out? Right. So so what I would do in that particular case mm -hmm. is I would dump out the electrolyte into a container, like right. a stainless steel kettle. Like hot, it tells you to do in the, in the manual. You just dump it in out. In the manual, yep. And then take hot tap water. Just tap water is fine. Mm -hmm. You don't need distilled water for this particular operation, but it has to be hot. Mm -hmm. So you get hot tap water, and you pour it into the machine until it's just about full, or, or just a liter, liter and a half, liter and a quarter, something like that, a, a quart. A quart and liter for this is about the same. Mm -hmm. So the uh, you pour in a quart, a quart and a half, and you just uh, if if the people get a, a hold of me with the uh, with an email, I can show I can give them a document that tells them exactly how to do this and how to get to the video. But then you just simply rinse the machine uh, with the hot water, hot tap water, and you have to keep changing it out every couple minutes because the hot water cools really fast. But the hot water dissolves any soap formation. Because when oil and lye combine, they make soap, and that can tend to plug things up inside. And also any lye crystals, which is the problem if you've left the machine sitting for a long time. It's cool. It's maybe lost some water vapor, mm -hmm. and the lye has started to crystallize, which can tend to plug up orifices and stuff inside the machine. So if you pour out the lye solution and put in the hot water and rinse it several times with the hot water, and what I do is I tip the machine up 45 degrees on the front and then slowly put it down and then tip it 45 right. degrees on the back. And so, like, and that just allows the water to go all the way back and forth inside the machine. I'm going really slowly, and then I dump it out and put in more hot water. And then, once the machine is clean, you put your electrolyte solution back in and uh, stir it up, and you're good to go. That's now, what we want to do, though, don't we? Uh, see, because I'm an expert at this. No, don't what we want to do now? What that solution in the bucket? We want to let it settle, right? And let the goobies go down to the bottom, and then we just use. Uh, like a tube like you have, you know, like, and take out the clear. Syringe. The syringe, and we yes. put the, that back in, right? So don't put the yes. yuck stuff back so, in, right? Right, so there'll be some sludge or debris sludge. or something like that that goes in the machine. And so you you leave that behind, uh, and like uh, Patrick was saying, and just and just squirt the, uh, suck up the clear. It'll, be, it'll probably be a slightly yellow tint when it's all mm -hmm. settled. So what a lot of people will do, and what I recommend, is to have two sets of the solution. So you keep a couple in mason jars off to the side, a couple of mason jars off to the side with the one solution. And then when you pour it out, you pour it into a couple of other ones that then you set aside. But the ones you had at first have now settled. Huh? You've had days to settle or weeks or whatever case. And then you can just pour that back in immediately. So you don't have to wait a day or two for the How do you, the how do you come up with two sets of solutions? You would just make a new set just by your, per your yeah. instructions in the manual with the with the lye in the in the water, just make it. Correct. Oh, correct. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah George. You know the when you get this machine, the manual is very good. You, I, I think you did a good job there. You just go through it step by step, and even a guy like Patrick who doesn't read directions could figure it out. You know. <laughs> well, my father said, 
If all else fails, read the, indirect, read the directions. Yes. Read the directions. If all else fails. George Wiseman is with us, Patrick Timpone, One Radio Network. So what we're going to do, George, is we're going to do, because you're on today, we're going to do a 20% off for, for a week or so, okay? What do you think? Huh? Hold on a second. I mean, I got to turn on your mic. I don't know why that doesn't. Yeah. So we'll do it. We'll do a twenty percent, right? That sounds like a great idea. That's, I want to help as many people as possible. Let's do it. So to get a twenty percent, and uh, I'll let you know how long you can do it. I think we'll do it for. Let's do it through. Uh, uh, I think we'll do it through the through the end of the month. Okay, that'll make it easy. Halloween, thirty days says September, April, June, and November. All the rest of thirty. Okay. 31, yeah, October 31th, and uh, through the through October, 20%, use promo code 1RADIO20, correct? Is that how we do it? Correct. Huh. So you just write it out, O, uh, see, O-N-E, O-N-E, radio. Yeah, radio, and then 20, all one word, essentially, yeah. two zero, yeah. 1RADIO20, 20%, and you have a lifetime warranty, Yes, lifetime warranty and 100% money-back guarantee for a year. You can use it for a year and still uh, get 100% of your purchase price back if you return it for any reason whatsoever. I want to help as many people, and it takes time for some of these things to happen. Like, uh, for example, my for my warts to disappear and my neuropathies <laughs> to continue. Did you have warts, about, George? <laughs> I did, I did, yes. I had, I had hand warts since I was a child, and they're completely gone. And I had a, a planter's wart, a very ugly kind of a thing, on my, Is on that my right? foot. Yeah, it was. And and I noticed I, I noticed that my warts were gone for some reason after I'd been inhaling, you know, for several months. And the uh, and and then I realized that, well, I, I knew that the neuropathy on my hand was disappearing because I was using my hand all the time and I was getting the feeling back in mm-hmm. my hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't realize that the neuropathies on the fronts of my shins was coming back, like the feeling was coming back in there. Uh, because once I realized that my hand had full feeling back again, I happened to feel the fronts of my legs, and I could, I could feel the legs again. I could feel I had my regenerated the nerves down there. So anyway, uh, those kind of things happen over months of time. Just now, like it was about a year, or year and a half ago now, that I noticed that I could actually wash my toes in the shower just by storking, standing up on one foot without leaning against the wall. And you couldn't I do that before. No, for years I'd have to lean against the wall in order to wash my toes, oh, and and I'd have to sit down on the bed to put my shoes on and things like that, or even even my pants. I'd have to sit down on the bed to put my pants on. I had completely regained my balance that I had lost, and then of course you'll see if you look in my uh, YouTube uh, or no Facebook. You look in my Facebook header, you'll see I was I used to wear glasses. I I I don't wear glasses anymore. Mm. I I do have some cheater glasses for. Oh, little fine print and stuff. I wonder what could be the uh, the mechanism of the hydrogen and um, help the nerves to redo their thing. Do we have any idea how that's working, how it does work? Would that be oxidation as well, maybe? Uh, well, I'm assuming the oxidation probably helps degenerate the nerves, but the body knows how to heal, yeah. given what it needs to heal which would be the nutrition and the energy. I see. And one of the, the major nutrition it needs is the hydrogen. Now, if you're, if you're lacking in hydrogen, there are several stages of what happens because we know that the body 
first of all, knows how to heal, but second of all, knows how to stay alive. For example, if somebody's out in the cold and they start to lose temperature, the, the body will automatically shut off blood flow to the extremities yes. to preserve core temperature. Yeah. This is just an automatic thing. People are aware of that. Well, inside you have lots of different mechanisms that are going on all the time. And if something happens uh, to, like say, a nutrition, a nutritional deficiency, the body will shut off things that are not immediately life-threatening. For example, the first thing it shuts off is your regeneration system, so stem cells and things like that. So if you get a wound, you'll get a scar instead of healing because the body will just patch it, hmm. okay? Then the next thing it starts to shut off is the immune systems. There are many different immune systems, and the body will start to shut off them one at a time if it's not getting enough hydrogen to stay uh, healthy. The next thing that shuts off is your, or it starts, your organs start to fail and then you die. So what happened with me when I, when I started to inhale, like I, I was doing okay with the, with the bubble water. It was, it was good. I wasn't getting sick anymore. I haven't been sick since 2000, uh, probably four, because in 2005 I started in, in uh, drinking the water. But, um, but that wasn't, I was still aging. I still had my warts. I still had my, I was wearing glasses. I still had all these other kind of things that were happening. Um, but and my neuropathies were advancing and, and such. So the first thing that he healed on me was my heart murmur. I got a bad heart valve, oh. and my grandfather died of that, and, and it was it, essentially genetic in our family, that, that propensity. But uh, I recently had a full physical about four years ago at this point, and, the, uh, and, the, and I told the doctor I had a heart murmur, and he says, no, you don't. <laughs> no, you know. I had a heart murmur for 50 years, you know. So, the, uh, so that was interesting. And then the next thing that uh, obviously is good is that the uh, immune systems started to heal. Uh, warts are a virus. And yeah. so my, when my warts disappearing meant that my immune system, after, again, about 50 years, had healed to the point where it got rid of all my warts. So the, uh, and then the next thing I noticed was that my scars disappeared, not only in my neuropathy, because when you, when you heal the skin, it, it takes a lot of uh, regeneration, like stem cells and such, to regenerate things like nerve cells. So that was good. But I, but I had a scar on my forehead. I don't even know if I can see I it, can't see in, it. In here. Yeah, I had it. Okay, right, right. Let's see. Get my finger going here. Right, right in here. Right there. If I bend my forehead just right, you can kind of see that where there's a centimeter square, where the skin had formed wrinkles around my, my. Uh, hmm. Anyway, I, I, I did a foolish thing with a, with a uh, air wrench and and uh, sockets when I was younger, and I had. <laughs> socket hit me in the forehead and it made a scar it's gone and i when i saw that that was gone i checked out i had lots of scars i grew up on a cattle ranch you, you know it banged around a little bit here and there and the all my scars were healed it was in, incredible so my regeneration systems had kicked back in and healed things that had patched before so and then of course things like my tinnitus and and um I can't even remember all the different things that I was living with and thinking I was healthy. They eventually, sure. <laughs> yeah, we got all these little things in our body going on and and they'll just eventually go away. I mean, I, I, I found that too. Little things that you never, you know, you, just, you know, as long as we're showing hands, this is kind of fun. I think a couple of years ago, I, I was actually on the air and I was counting them. I had about 14, what they call these little brown spots, you know, 14 of them. Age spots, yes. H spots two years ago, pre hydrogen. Yep. Right. I've got. You got to look close too. I've got like three left. 
two on this yes. and one. Is that a liver thing? Because I don't, is that liver? I think it's a liver thing. I'm, I'm not sure. They call I, them age spots, spots but I think they're liver yep. or I think they're like, uh, yep. there's something that the body is just not happy, totally happy. You know, you're not going to, you could probably, you could probably live to, <laughs> you know, to 90 with 50 age spots, but it's just interesting. You know, I'm not saying, yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. You see I do. People. I do. Yeah. So, so it's pretty amazing what the uh, w- when you get the proper nutrition, what it does to the body, and and like you say, little things that you'd never they, they weren't bothering you, they weren't painful. It no, was it's not a big deal. A bit of a blemish, but yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But they're gone now, which is kind of exciting. Yeah, it's kind of fun because you, you know, you know, I'm I'm doing this whole experiment with the uh, pro youthing, you know, because uh, of the way I think and the you know what I believe. It's a little experiment this lifetime and. Uh, I'm gonna. Have, I'll probably have to write about the hydrogen when I finish my book. By the way, I'm on like the third draft of my book, and after writing it for five years, I'm gonna have to start over again. I've learned so much in the last five years that that the stuff four years ago was like, you know, oh well, that's not very good. I know, but I, I can do talk. Isn't it crazy? It's like, come on, I'm never gonna be done with this thing, right? Oh, okay. Here's another email for you. Um, We're learning every day. Every day, it's like I know. I go, whoa. Do you know I had a thing yes. yesterday, George, that you may appreciate. So I'm, I'm yesterday, um, or Sunday afternoon, I guess. I was just doing dishes, and and I said, "Wow, this is this is my life." Seriously, I mean, really, I go, "Well, this is my life. This is okay. This is good. This is this is." My I'm, I kept saying that all day. And the more I said it, the, the higher or the more, I don't know, the connection with God that I had, it was like, it was just, just I, isn't that the weirdest? I mean, can you, this is my life. And, uh, you know, I know what I'm doing. I got a plan. I, I have challenges, but this is it. Yes. And uh, that I feel exactly the same way. Do you? I, I feel... And, and the, the, the interesting thing is, <laughs> and I, I didn't tell people why I'm so passionate at, at, at helping people get healthy, uh, but this is a mission that I was given or accepted a con- life contract. I, I'm not sure which way a person would say it in, in whichever philosophy a person has, but it comes down to I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And as long as I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, everything I need to do it comes to me in a natural way that is fascinating mm. like there is no coincidences <laughs> coincidences no there's just not George <laughs> it's just when people say coincidence you're just not understanding how the mechanism of the universe works yeah uh, but everything comes exactly as it's needed when I need it and I'm it's it's fascinating to watch the, the whole thing happen I work really hard and I and I do what I think is best every day but uh, and sometimes I don't know how things are going to turn out or what, right? Uh, how I'm going to fill what I need, but somehow it happens yeah. every single day. Every single day, and George too. You know, I'm, m- more of my natural color is coming back, and my hair too. I mean, I was I was more gray two years ago as well. Yes, same here. If you look at that video I was talking about in 2016, you'll see that my mustache and my uh, beard we're, we're totally white you're getting more and you'll see 
Yep, I'm getting the gray and the gray back in my in my hair again as well. I'm gray now instead of white. Yeah, and and there's a few more little hairs on the top. It's not anything I can really show. The body's amazing, uh, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. And you know, isn't it funny about the beard? Because you see so many fellows, you see so many even guys with totally dark hair and dark mustache and a gray beard. The, the, this thing must be the last to go or something, right? <laughs> I don't know what that is, you know, evolutionary wise. This thing must be the last mm. to go. Maybe it's a, they want, I don't know why that is. I don't know. Mm. George Wiseman is with us. If you'd like to be on the show, Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. Here's an email. Doesn't the body need a certain amount of oxidation? Example, isn't oxidation needed to kill pathogens? So couldn't too much bronze gas be deleterious? Deleterious. Very good question. Very good. There's two parts to the answer, and hopefully I'll remember to tell both. (laughs) First of all, oxidative stress is absolutely important for several reasons in the body. And this listener probably already knows that, but we'll explain for the ones that may not. The, uh, um, first of all, there is, uh, when you're doing a healing, when the body needs to heal, it'll first have the oxidative stress to start the healing process and the inflammation and all that kind of stuff. But then you have to tamp it down. You have to let the body continue to heal without all the extra inflammation. Inflammation in and the brown gas. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So the brown gas does that. It provides the building blocks necessary for healing at the same time as reducing the inflammation that is necessary to start the healing process. The um, So for oxidative... Uh, other things that the brown, uh, the uh, hydrogen does, because the brown's gas gives the hydrogen and the electro- electrons. So the electrons help with the oxidative cascade. But just regular, uh, uh, and anything is oxidative, is essentially oxidative because it's missing an electron. So, and it's important to know if you're doing oxidative therapies like MMS or ozone or something, mm-hmm. don't use it at the same time as the brown's gas because the brown's gas will neutralize that oxidative therapy. They're both important in different uh, applications and protocols. So I would say just separate them by at least two, three hours or something like that. Okay, back to where we're going. Brown's gas has the molecular hydrogen, which is the best antioxidant uh, because it can not only go, it's, it's 400 times smaller than vitamin E, for example, and isn't a general antioxidant like vitamin C, where it takes out all the... Uh, uh, things like the nitrous oxide, which your body needs, especially us men, because for vascular things, we we got to be able to have the oxidative, uh, or the nitrous oxide to stand up properly, the uh, and 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 enjoy life. But the the like the uh, blood vessels and stuff need to have that layer of nitrous oxide and stuff in order to ha- have the um, um, uh, vascular constriction and contraction and, and expansion that is necessary. So the uh, hydrogen does not get rid of the good uh, oxidants that are in your body, uh, just the bad ones. It's a selective antioxidant. Okay, so now I'm just trying to remember the third thing. It was, elect- okay, so it's impossible to get too much oxygen by inhaling Brown's gas. All the, all the amount of oxygen that's in it is just a teeny, teeny little bit more. I've had doctors do the actual calculations. And if you think of it, you're normally inhaling uh, a nitrogen-oxygen mixture of around 21% oxygen. Uh, What would that be? 79% uh, or 
uh, uh, 70, anyway, 21% oxygen. <laughs> anyway. The Browns guess. <laughs> anyway. The Browns, yeah, the, the, the math, yeah, I just get a little. Anyway, uh, yeah. I got a, that's one point thing. The, uh, but the Browns gas contains 30% or 33% oxygen. So there's a little tiny difference between the amount of oxygen in a nitrogen oxygen mixture and a, a hydrogen oxygen mixture that we're talking about. However, remember that the uh, nitrogen oxygen mixture that we're inhaling is this much. The Brown's gas or the hydrogen oxygen mixture is only this much. And of that, only, I can't even make a little teeny little bit like that, is the extra oxygen of the 10% that is the amount that's in the Brown's gas. So all that's happening is when you add the Brown's gas, you're replacing this amount of the oxygen nitrogen mixture with the hydrogen oxygen mixture. So, and then of that teeny little bit, there's only just a teeny little bit of extra oxygen. So mm. you're getting essentially the same amount of oxygen as you ever have when you're inhaling the Brown's gas, you're not getting too much oxygen. That is a, a myth that uh, is out there by the armchair people or the people who <laughs> really don't like Brown's gas because <laughs> people are buying more of those than their, than their machines are saying, oh, get the straight hydrogen because then you're not getting the extra oxygen. Too uh, much oxygen is bad for you. I can imagine some of the stuff you see. So the long and the short of it is, to this question, this hydrogen is somehow, Browns, or the Browns gas is intelligent. It knows what it's doing as far as the body, and it's not going to, how would you say it best? It's just. Well, it, it isn't intelligent in and of itself. The body knows what to do with The body knows what to do right, with it. Nutrients. The nutrients that we're talking about is the hydrogen. So it doesn't matter where you get the hydrogen from, if it's just straight molecular hydrogen or if it's hydrogen with electrically expanded water attached, which is essentially the Brown's gas. Um, either, either way, you're getting oxygen, whether you're just getting it regularly from the environment. In, in fact, if you inhaled a 4% hydrogen mixture without the extra oxygen, like you're getting from the Brown's gas, you would actually get less oxygen than you would normally get because you don't have that oxygen that's in the Brown's gas to hmm. uh, uh, balance out the oxygen that you're, you're uh, replacing with the hydrogen. So the, uh, the Brown's gas keeps your mixture good. Also, the, for some reason, the hydrogen-oxygen uh, mixture allows you to more efficiently metabolize oxygen. So people who are actually inhaling oxygen with cannulas similar to what I, I'm doing the Brown's gas here uh, don't need to have as much oxygen if they include the Brown's gas in with the oxygen that they're inhaling. Now, sometimes they just tee it in and, and inhale it in the same hose, and sometimes they just put on two sets of cannula. But they find that they don't require as much oxygen because the body is more efficiently metabolizing the oxygen that they that they have. So, uh, but the but the gas itself isn't intelligent. It's just a food. It's just, just like a any food. other food. Just a food. The body is intelligent. The body is amazingly intelligent. It, yeah. The things that our body can do just astound me every day. I learn more. Yeah. So, so that's really important to kind of think about that this, you know, we're not making any kind of medical claims, nothing that, not curing anything. This is just a food. And the body's... Exactly. And, and it really plays along with everything, George, that we've been learning even more so since this whole COVID thing came up, have come up, that, um, you know, if you, if you throw away the germ theory, which we have here anyway, I have, and our, you know, our whole message here. I have to. I have I'm a brain theory guy. Okay, good, good. Well, we got you too, brother. Good. Welcome aboard. 
So then if with the right nutrients, right, right water, sunshine, we'll talk about the sun, and exercise and, and clear thinking and trusting God and stuff, the body's going to figure pretty much everything out, right? And That is correct. It's going to figure it out. Uh, yeah. and, and I think more and more I'm seeing that the less I try to get in there and manipulate it, the better off I am. You know what I mean? I just see, get the, the nutrition. Give the body what it needs. Give the body what it needs, and, and it's going to figure interest, out. Interest, what, yeah. Another interesting thing is you were talking about uh, EMF or, or uh, electromagnetic uh, yeah. frequencies a minute ago or a while ago. Uh, the Brown's gas is uh, uh, both uh, mitigative and protective from radiation damage, all different kinds of radiation damage. I, I've, I've experienced it myself. Uh, when I when I took an airplane flight across the United States, it was a four hour flight. I landed and I had my blood tested uh, with the uh, dark field uh, microscope, and the woman could not believe that I had just taken a four hour plane ride, and because she saw none of what she normally would see with the radiation damage that was from the high altitude, really uh, in my blood zero. There was no radiation damage whatsoever, and they use hydrogen quite a lot to uh, mitigate the uh, side effects of uh, radiation treatments when they're doing the cancer and things like that. It's because it is um, uh, protective and mitigative. Yeah. Wow. The body can heal itself from such damage wow. and even protect itself from such damage if it has the nutrition that it needs to do so. So, uh, and I'm beginning to, you know, it's funny you're saying that because I've been thinking about the, that the last year, that the the more... The healthier we are, the more nutrition we have, the stronger we are, the less all of this stuff affects us, right? 5G, 6G, 12G. And I think spiritually, <laughs> you know, whatever, you know, they're going to have 13G by the time they're done. So, but, and I think spiritually, you know, once we understand this, then it doesn't matter what they do because you are not going to stop them anyway, right? They're going to keep doing what they're doing. And, and, I, and I, you know, it just can't hurt us if we get strong. Yes, yes, and, and it, it definitely, and of course we stand out of the way of uh, as much of the sure, pollution as sure, we can. Sure, we do, yeah. And we have gadgets, and we sell a great uh, blue shield. It's, an, uh, it's a technology out of uh, uh, um, Australia, and it, it really helps the cells of the body to withstand it. But they're working on the same level. They're not trying to block it with the blue shield. They're saying, with this energy, it's just a, it's all energy, right? It's all vibrations, it's all mojo, it's a helping the body to withstand this stuff a little bit better and just kind of dodge it. I don't know what it does. I'd like to go in there and see how it does it someday. That's one of the numbers that Tesla was doing as well. Like when he was doing all these frequencies and such, and, and he predicted, uh, in fact, he was developing the, tele, the uh, technology that everybody could have a cell phone everywhere on the planet with their own phone number, and anyone could call anyone else. He was... From, with his wireless technology, which is essentially what we're we're doing now, but he wasn't going to have cell towers on every uh, second no. block. He yeah. he was going to do from a central thing, but he was he was also very much into using uh, uh, frequencies for healing. It was a lot, he did a lot of uh, uh, research into that. So everything he was doing was on healing frequencies. He wouldn't have had a cell phone that would uh, scramble your brains like yeah. we have today. Yeah. And I, I suspect that we can we could do all this without things that are, you know, the, the vibrations are much more of a healing vibration than whatever they're doing. But you're not beginning to believe that 
I don't know what, I don't believe much anymore of anything. And you know, I mean, you know what I'm saying, George? You know, this whole 5G thing could be a big false flag too, just to scare the bejeebers out of people. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't want to, you know what I'm saying? I don't trust any of this stuff I, anymore. I just I, I do don't. Know. Yeah, we I just, just kind of got to go along and watch and, and do our own research and our and due diligence right. and find out what's actually happening. Yeah. Like uh, some of the stuff is really scary and you can just simply avoid it by not doing what they're asking you to do or yeah. mandating. Yeah. Okay, this could be a tough question, so be careful the way you answer it because we could get in trouble. But uh, from Marianne, Hi, George. I have my sister took uh, the jab, and she—I think she's going to take two. Do you think the hydrogen bronze gas machine would help her to uh, not get sick from these injections? Oh man, that's another good question. You I knew it was such a coming. Good audience. I knew it was it, coming. It, you know? it, 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 it was. Um. Okay, so I'm going to say my opinion. And I have been doing a lot of study and research on this. I do not know how much the jab can be mitigated. There, I, I am researching that as much as I can because I have friends and family that are, uh, are, are taking it. I, I don't know why. I tell them what I tell them, and they just don't believe me. But, and, and, I, and my hat's off to these people who have come up with these programs because they, they're doing a great job of uh, convincing the public that they need to uh, comply with these mandates and such. So um, I don't know. I, I know that it will help with general health. It can't hurt. It's definitely along those lines. My experience is that people who do take the jab, though, are, most, are more likely to not do something like mitigate the uh, effects with something like the Brown's gas because they don't really believe in alternative uh, um, modalities. Right. <clears throat> no. they'll, they'll listen. So it may be an uphill battle to even convince somebody to try such a thing. Uh, that said, I, I do believe that it is eventually possible to mitigate the jab, especially if you don't get multiple jabs uh, and you don't go too far down that road uh if a person looks at the bible they say wide is the path that most people take and very narrow <laughs> narrow is the, is the uh, way path that that, <laughs> that gets you to where i would like to go anyway back to uh this it, it's been shown that thoughts more or less like you were saying patrick thoughts can change your dna people can actually Change your DNA with how you think. Yes. And these, uh, and these particular uh, jabs do change your DNA. This has already been proven. And becomes, people become transhuman, uh, which may be unfortunate because it seems to eliminate what I think of as the God connection. Yes. People are already saying that they, uh, they, they suddenly don't feel a connection to the universe that they used to feel kind mm. of thing. So the... Uh, but you can, with your mind, uh, if, if you concentrate on it well enough, I think that's one of the way that evolution works, is that people say, which comes first, the chicken or egg? Well, essentially, uh, God made everything, and then, then things can change themselves, which we are doing, and I think happen on a normal basis. People can change their DNA with their thoughts. So that's that's, but again, your body has to have the nutrition and such to do that. It has to 
have what it needs for the energetic uh, changes. That's my opinion, kind of a, along those thoughts. I'm, yeah, I, I'm, I'm resigned that I'm going to lose a lot of my very good friends and uh, and family uh, before we're done with this. Uh, whatever it is, whatever is going on right now. So it feels, it feels like this is pretty. Da- um, I don't. Know, it's pretty dangerous, isn't it? What's going on with this stuff? There's just no way around it, huh? It's just. It just just, that's correct. Just not good. Don't you think it's fascinating too that the governments in Canada, I don't know how you guys are even in Australia and, and um that they're just out there, you know, out front ignoring the truth. Just That's correct. Ignoring ignoring the actual science, and they're telling people to ignore their actual eyes. I know, their actual ears. I know. Don't believe what you see. Believe what we're telling you. It's, I, it's I incredible. Know. Oh man, unbelievable. I, I, it is. It's it's really unbelievable. And of course, if you try to tell the people that uh, it, these things, it's like they can't. They can't conceive. They 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 don't want to. It, there's so much fear out there, yeah. which is which is totally unnecessary. Uh, people have become so scared that they will do whatever they're told to. Yeah. It's kind of like a herd of sheep. Is you take a dog and the sheep are afraid of having their their hind their their heels nipped, so they they go crowding off the way go away from the dog, just because uh, they got that little fear thing going on. It's uh, it's. Uh, yeah. Just, just uh, amazing, but it is you know it, it kind of is what it is. We had we had a nice article today, so you sh- you could come down here, George. Texas governor issues executive order banning vaccine mandates by any entity. I love it. Good for him. I, I sent him it. a letter too, boy. First thing this morning, I saw that. I sent him a letter. I went online. God love you. <laughs> I love you. Keep exactly. going, brother. Yeah, he said, uh, you know, there's a few states around that are doing that. Uh, Texas, uh, Florida, uh, Tennessee, South Dakota, a um, few other places. They're, they're just telling, yes. the, 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 you know, this administration to just go away. You know, we, yeah, we the federal administration, they're, they're taking back their state's rights. Yeah. And I, and I really am happy to see that. Yeah. Canada's kind of strange. You guys are still kind of run by the queen, huh? Yeah, kind of. We pretend we're not, but <laughs> you are. <laughs> and, and I'm a, and I'm a dual citizen. I was born in Montana oh, and naturalized in, in Canada. So I still and I'm really sorry to see what's going on with Montana. I, I'm so sad to see that. Oh, South is Montana is going? Better. Are they going to the dark side, Montana? Yeah, for the most part, from what I'm seeing. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right. They have the governor who's just bonkers, and then they have a lieutenant governor that every time she leaves the state. Did you see that? Then she she passes. Yes, it, she does executive orders, <laughs> saying, "No, don't yes. do that." Well, too many Californians moved to, to Montana. Is that what, it was? what happened? Yeah. Montana was, uh, uh, yeah. When I was in Missoula, I was born in Missoula, and I lived in Missoula several times since. And the uh, and it, there was some advertisement going on to Californians. Oh, come to Montana! It's great kind of thing, and you got all these Californians coming up and. You know what's going on in California, and so now you see the influence that's happening in Montana. Yeah, yeah. that's so good. 
I, I think um, I think we're I think it's going to be a challenging before this thing all passes, George. My opinion, I because yes. I look at yes. I look at big picture stuff. I see um, there's thousands of con- well, let me let me thousands of containers in the Pacific and also the um, uh, North Carolina and you know coming in and this whole disruption of the the goods from supply, around the world supply chains supply chains good good word um yes. and we did the math the other day and there are literally a million or so containers you know containers are 20 foot containers where they're just jammed with dry goods right from asia and europe yep. million and a half yep. we did the math um <laughs> we were on there figuring out how many containers on the ship and you know and how many a million and a half you know how much that's a lot of stuff that's not going to even be here for Christmas. So it looks to right. me, big picture, and I'm the most positive guy in the world, but big picture that these people who are doing this, they're gonna, they want to run this thing up the flagpole for a, a, maybe a winter of discontent. You know? You know? Does that make sense? Do you, do you feel that at all, or do you think I'm? I've already being, been planning for this for months. I saw this coming. Have you? I, again, I'm a big picture guy, and. And my wife, my wife says, uh, "Live in." The, she likes to live in the day, day to day. Sure, and me I, too. And I, I do. And I, I, I love it. But I grew up on a cattle ranch, so uh, what you do now affects what happens six months from now or next year. You could, you, if you don't prepare for winter, uh, you're going to be in bad shape. Yeah. So you got to do your planting to get your harvest, to get your food or money or whatever the case may be. So I grew up with this far sightedness automatically and and living with nature and the cycles of nature and mm-hmm. and i uh, just applied that to my business sense as i'm as i'm going along and i could see uh the outcomes of of what i could see happening as far as all these uh mandates and 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 i and i started to see the supply chain things like i went to buy a breaker for my house the other day and i had to buy it on ebay because all the stores didn't have this particular breaker they like a breaker yeah so the uh uh, and there's been a lot of construction going on and what have you. I, there was a particular type of board that I went to buy, uh, uh, sheet uh, plywood. I couldn't buy because nobody had it. It doesn't exist anymore. These, uh, these, these kind of things are happening right now. And in the United States, there are some farmers that are being told they must plow under their crops. They're not allowed to harvest their crops. They're being paid by the federal government I think it's $600 an acre or something like that, between five and $600 an acre, to, uh, to plow under their crops. And if they don't, they will have Agent Orange sprayed over their fields and they won't be able to grow any crops in the future. Really? What's that? So they either plow them under so or... It looks like they want to do s- some kind of a, a food a real problem. Food shortage. And look at how many, um, how much food is in those million and a half containers that are not going to make it here. Dry goods that you and I don't eat, because but these most people, God love them, they eat from the center of the food, of the big stores. We don't, but they do, right? Yes. And yeah. and around the edges is where we, we go. <laughs> the, we do the edges, and they eat in the center. And this is what most Americans do, and I guess most Canadians. That's what they eat. Uh, I I think it could be really a challenging winter, and then and then what if I don't know. People start getting the flu. I mean, they're you know, probably going to come up with another variant, right? Something. 
Well, the thing is, uh, I've, I've seen, and I think that this would be ca the case, a lot of what they're calling the, the Delta is actually the jab. Sure. Yeah. And, and, uh, and so they, they'll simply blame the, uh, the excess deaths on the um, Delta varieties yeah. rather than, rather than uh, on the jab. And just like they blamed, like they threw all the, all the uh, deaths into the pot uh, to, to call the cooties, uh, when they were trying to convince people that people were dying all over the place. But in fact, if you look at the actual facts, there were no excess deaths. Even, no, no. even with the extra deaths, <laughs> there just the wasn't. Lockdown cause, yeah, there just wasn't. There were no excess deaths. People were dying normally. And then they just assigned that everything into the same pot, whether it was a cold or flu or, or heart condition, congestion, or in some, in some cases, uh, like in the Washington state, five gunshot deaths. Were, uh, were included in sure. with the cooties. Yeah, with yeah. the cooties. Somebody posted this on my Telegram uh, page. We do a Telegram thing. And so they have the seasonal flu cases. And you go back to 12, 2012, like 34 million flu cases, right? And then 34, 30, we're moving up. 24 million, 29 million, 45 million, 36 million. I don't think these are deaths. These are just cases, right? The cases, the flu cases, yes. And then 2019, yeah. 38 million, and then 2020 was 1822. So, so exactly. All the flu cases. Same they, exact thing in Canada. Yeah, yeah, same thing, right? And people don't even look yeah. at This is on the CDC website, but people don't look at it. And uh, they have people, George, so scared. And so confused. And I, and I feel for them. I do I, too. I, really I, I do. cry is when it? I see them sometimes. I, I literally cry. Yeah. I literally, I see people wearing a mask, walking around scared, and I, I, I start crying, you know. Yeah. It's like. I was in the farmer's market. I got too close to a lady with a mask, and she, she told me to back off. And Yes, ma'am. There's no arguing with them. There's no telling them anything. No, 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 no. Yeah. And you guys up yeah. there, you 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 reelected Trudeau or something, didn't you? I mean, what's up with that? I it, mean, it was a selection. It wasn't an election. Oh, was a, okay. It was just like they, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was the, the, just the same sort of stuff that you saw during the election down there. In, in fact, since I'm a dual citizen, I can vote in both countries, and I did. Uh, and and I, I experienced firsthand the things that they were doing against Trump. Do you ever see yourself so, moving back down here to these great United States again? Maybe after we split and succeed from the I, union, you come down to the good side. The good side. I'm I'm thinking Texas is a is an excellent oh, yeah. place for me to be. Yeah, yeah. Like, I I I fit with the culture really well. Now Texans and Montanians, you know, they have they had their thing as far as cowboys go, but <laughs> I, I'm sure that the Texans will take in a Montanian if he if he oh, scores yeah, to yeah. the star. Well, come on down here. <laughs> I can hook you up, and we don't we don't have any state taxes down here, so that's kind of fun. It's 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 a good state, and of course everybody else is moving here. George, you may as well too. Did you see where Elon Musk is? He's doing a new uh, huge, huge plan. Yes, very near Mike Adams, as I understand. Oh no, kidding! Yeah. It's great. Yeah, man. Mike was complaining he couldn't get one of his additions built on his uh, his uh, store, factory, or warehouse, whatever it was, because Elon Musk was taking up all the contractors for the, the concrete and what have you. <laughs> well, it's uh, we are living, George, in interesting times for sure. We've been yes, we've been exploring though the last two months or so, two and a half months, 
this idea that we live on a, a firm, non-movable, non-spinning around the sun, you know, reality, you know, this whole flat earth thing. And so I'm totally in, I mean. So anyway, so we've been interviewing people about this, and um, and we had on Santos Bonacci, he's out of Mexico, and he's one of the, uh, he's a real cosmologist and a philosopher and a very highly spiritual guy and really cool. He's going to be on again next week. And we were talking about this whole cosmology thing and about the sun is only, it's not nearly, they say it's 93 million miles away. There's just no way. There's just no way, man. So it's a lot closer, but I won't go into it now. But So I was asking about the sun, and he says, well, it's just hydrogen. So I'm going to dig into it more next Tuesday and but that's, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I said, really? He said, it's just hydrogen. And uh, th- these people that look at this cosmology, George, they said the sun is not this solid, round thing that they say it is. It's really just um, a living being, more a soul, right? That's more just a disk that, that is just putting out this energy, and, this, and it's hydrogen. Hydrogen. <laughs> Well, I, I certainly think that the the sun is hydrogen. There's no Do you? question. We can we can look at the spectra and and scientifically see that it, there's pretty much uh, it'll it'll uh, part of the get the heat heat comes from the fusion, which ends up with uh, a transmutation down to uh, helium. But the uh, but the sun is mostly hydrogen until it burns itself out. If you're looking at traditional science, uh, I'm I am. Uh, not a flat earther. You're not a flat earther. No, because uh, I see the natural uh, um, the natural shape of things. If you if you have a bubble in water, it'll always be a sphere. If you have a bubble in air, like you blow air bubbles, it'll always be a sphere. Uh-huh. Anything that you uh, uh, can see is small enough to form. Uh, one of the most efficient forms in our in our society is uh, a round sphere kind of thing, and. Be- I don't know if gravity is a push or a pull. I'm still up in the air on those kind of things, but I can't really see how you could have something that has essentially edges, um, like a plate, and and fit all of the different things that I know about uh, or or see with my own eyes. So I'm like, if you just even go across the prairies, you're going to see these these uh, microwave towers, and they and they and they're essentially shooting a beam, a microwave beam. And the beam, uh, if, if you're looking at it sideways, the beam is going straight, but the curvature of the Earth is, is uh, like so. So what happens is every so often the beam hits here, and then you'll see another uh, thing higher on the tower that shoots out a beam again. And, and as, the, as it's going around, you just keep doing these corrections where, you, where you're shooting out, oh, yeah, hello. So it, it accepts the beam high and then shoots it out again low. So the, uh, it, it just keeps correcting for the curvature mm-hmm. of the Earth as you go around. You just you just look at the water when you're when you're um, when a sailing boat is going, and you just see the sailboat go over the edge until you right. can't see the well, mast anymore. Right. Well, that's that's an illusion, George. Uh, it doesn't go over <laughs> the edge. Yeah, no, I can I can show you some films where they it goes over the edge, but then you get a telephoto lens, right? And you pull into it, and it's still there. It's still there. I'm going to send you a video. There was a. Um, I I would like to see that. Oh, yeah, it's great. There's a seven-year study. A bunch of Brazil people, uh, scientists from Brazil, you know, top topographers and 
cryptographers and scientists, and they wanted to prove what the Earth's you know, shape was. So they did this seven-year study. It's a beautiful documentary, and they wanted to prove what it was. So they got out there with things like radar and light and, uh, and um, um, lasers and um, GPS, and they wanted to, you know, just like you said, they wanted to go out there and see the curvature, right? They wanted to prove that the curvature was there because if it was there, if you did a laser a thousand miles, it wouldn't be able to go, right? There would be a curvature because the Earth, according to NASA, actually curves, what, I think it's an eighth of an inch every foot or something like that, if you do the math with NASA says, right? Well, yeah, I, I think it, it would be less than that but okay yeah they're, they're, but I, they do I'd the whole look, thing for anyway. seven years I'll, yeah. I'll show i'll send it to you yeah. it ain't there george yeah. <laughs> it's not there they can they can beam a thing for a thousand miles and it's just straight as an arrow there's just no curvature there it just isn't there mm. it just isn't there so and how do they compensate for the uh <laughs> like when they're doing a surveying they have to do a correction every so often because of the oh they don't uh, i mean the shape of the planet they don't Pilots don't when they fly. They don't. They don't have any. Pilots would have to actually dip down. You know, they'd have to keep dipping down to go for the curvature to stay level with the GPS. And if you talk to pilots, no. they don't. No, no, that wouldn't be true. If you it, either either way, it wouldn't be true. Well, if whatever. The plane in flight would 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 be at ninety degrees to the surface, so it would just automatically stay at ninety degrees to the surface as it was going around. So that, that oh yeah, but the problem. plane is not going to do that automatically. Yeah, it will. Why? Because that's the way gravity works. The gravity. Is yeah, but there is no gravity. Gravity is an illusion. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, gravity is an illusion, George. Oh yeah, I, I got. What keeps me on the planet sitting in this chair? Well, just you know, keeps you on the planet is. If you're not upside down, you're not going to go anywhere. Well, what keeps the people on, in Australia from falling off? Well, they're, they're, that's the whole thing. We're, that's, the whole round thing is just a made up, George. It's just made up. <laughs> it's just made up. It's a NASA thing. Well, occasionally I take a look at the, uh, at the various proofs, at the, okay. and I haven't seen anything yet. I'll send you a couple of videos just for think, fun. If you think that, it, and I will definitely have fun with them. Oh, you do. I, yeah. And I do want to know what the actual truth is, at, because as an inventor, for example, I like to work with reality. Right. And yeah. I don't care what everybody else thinks. Uh, what I care is what is reality. And that's part of the reasons why I'm, I'm planning the way I am in this current uh, fiasco that we're in. <laughs> you know, uh, you heard of the old ancient Chinese curse, right? Uh, uh, which one? They, There's a lot of them, right? May you live in interesting times. Right. Yeah. So, so I, I think this uh, China cooties is, is uh, giving us some interesting times. <laughs> Oh, oh, the China cooties. <laughs> you know, I think, personally, I think the China cooties thing is a false flag. I think that the China cooties is the patsy. It's the Lee Harvey Oswald of JFK. Since there is no germ theory, I think that they're just blaming China. My own opinion, just blaming You're China. absolutely right. Do you think that's true? They're just blaming China I, I, because... That's in my opinion, too, yeah. If we figure out this germ theory isn't real, then the whole vaccine thing just explodes, right? Just... Implodes. Yep, it's gone. Disappears. Yep. It just goes. Whoops! No more. Can't do it. Yep. Boy, they're exactly. going to hold on to this germ theory, George, until the end of days. You watch them. They're, you know. That's that's a, that's what I think as well. 
and I think that they are latched onto it very powerfully and um, uh, competently. So I'm just preparing the best I can to step off the railroad tracks yeah. That, uh, yeah. and hopefully let the train go by me <laughs> That's right. um, yeah. and, and survive this, uh, this situation. We're talking a I'm lot. Buffeted by the wind. Yeah. We're talking a lot about that on our shows, George, is this, you know, the matrix um, and this idea of uh, it's there, but in a sense, we're part of it a little bit, right? Since we're all one, it's just all one God, you know, just one. So we're encouraging people not to um, be angry and hateful, you know, and that kind of thing, because it's, it's just not productive. Uh, just to see it as well, a movie. Well, it's not only not productive. Right? I, I, you're absolutely correct. It's not only not productive, but just like we're taught, what you give out, you get back. Right. So you 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 really must give out as much love and care and compassion as you can, um, because not only does that heal everything around you, but then that's what you get back. If, right. if that's what you want, that's what you give. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I and I, I like to look at the thing that these people are just players in this game that you know if if god really wanted them out of the picture they'd be gone so god, god right? did that's absolutely true but god uh, predicted all of this to be happening and i think it is happening as per revelations at the moment and 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 i think it's necessary because god wants us to choose yes god doesn't want just autotoms and slaves and and what have you he gave us free choice which is why I think that anything that removes choice is satanic by nature. And you can, and as long as you have choice, even if they're not giving you a choice, <laughs> like uh, like my choice is they'd have to hold me down with four guys to put that kind of poison exactly. in my body. That's but, my choice. Yeah. But uh, and and if they deny me food and water and whatever, then fine. I'll be denied food and water, and this may have to give up this this uh, earthly uh, uh, organic robot that I'm uh, residing in. And go off and do something else in the universe, but I, I refuse to uh, to uh, bow to this yeah. what I consider to be satanic. I agree situation. And I think if we approach it like that with our attitude, like you are, which I really appreciate, is that we are we will be protected. You know, we just will be protected, well, it, right? And you have to understand that this body is shed at some point anyway. We we may even live a thousand years. But at some point, even Adam and Moses and, and everybody left the planet. They dropped it, right? So, yeah, they dropped this physical form. So it, it's not that big a deal. It, yeah. it, it isn't us. We're, we're residing here. Not, not, it isn't us. We're just visiting and hanging out. And, uh, yep. But I feel like on the good side, too, that I, I hear so many people that are really beginning to question things that they've never questioned before because of the Looney Tunes going on. Are you getting that from people, emails, friends? I, I, I have seen something along those lines and, and heard of things along those lines as well. So that, yes, sometimes when things get bad enough and don't make sense enough, people right. start to think, this is not making any sense. <laughs> this doesn't even make sense anymore. <laughs> this guy Fauci gets like, up why there. Why would you throw away natural... <laughs> Natural immunity, which is twenty times better than the uh, than the Kool Aid, is uh, you. It, it doesn't make any sense. So, anyway, is uh, there is there hydrogen things that we could talk about? <laughs> I don't. I don't even know how we got off on that. Now. 
Well, um, you, you know, I, as you said earlier, there are no accidents, right? There are no coincidences. True. And um, True. Uh, I've, uh, I've expanded my awareness of so many things since breathing this hydrogen the last two years. Now to say, well, how much, I don't know. But there's no accidents, right? Um, it's all connected. Exactly, right? it's, it's, it's all connected. So, yes, you know. And, and I honestly think that uh, uh, God puts in place the things that are needed in the future, mm-hmm. in the present, uh-huh. and in the past. Again, right. you come back to the teacher was always there. So I think that this hydrogen is absolutely essential for what's to come. See, I'm, I'm concentrating not only on preparing to get past this insanity, right. but I'm, I'm thinking of what is to come. What, what is the new civilization, the greater awakening, going to be? And I think that hydrogen is absolutely essential in that uh, scenario. So I think I'm part of the uh, torch carrier mm-hmm. to carry that technology to the other side. Yeah. And I'll help as many people as I can along the way. Yeah. What a great job is, right? You can make a living and doing things that are helping people. I mean, come on. Didn't get much better than that, right? God, God feeds the birds, too. But <laughs> you just got to trust that things are working out the way it's supposed to. All right. Well, it's great talking to you. and, and uh, So maybe one, this is one of the reasons why we've been talking about for what the last 10 years about getting sunshine and sitting on the on the you know grounded you know and and the sun and and the vitamin d and everything there must be a lot of yeah, good stuff coming from the sun yeah. huh? from hydrogen yeah that's why i have this solar panel up here <laughs> that's right <laughs> <Beam> me down <laughs> uh, so that expose a certain amount of skin to the sun every day right oh uh, how yeah? How long is your twenty percent going to be on? We're going to do it till October. We'll do it through October to make it easy. So use promo code One Radio Twenty to One Radio Network for twenty percent off for the hydrogen brown. So, should I just start calling it a Brown's gas machine, George? Or do you think? Yeah, that's a, that's good. Or Aquacure. Aquacure. Brown's gas machine. Yeah. Brown's gas. Maybe we'll start calling it that because sometimes. Um, is the expanded water, oh, this is interesting from Hunter, expanded water, any relationship to the fourth phase of water that Gerald Pollack and Dr. Cowan talk about? That is another really good question. And I'm actually working with Jerry, uh, Gerald Pollack. Uh, he Are you? Jerry, uh, these days, yes. Uh, he and I... Uh, got together at a water conference that he did in Germany in 2019, mm-hmm. in October of 2019. And the videos of that are online. Uh, it, it, it was amazing. Anyway, he's quite the guy. And the key thing is it was actually the fourth, his book was named The Fourth Phase of Water. Fourth Phase of Water. Uh, it talked about the easy gel. Okay, so exclusion zone water. Right. It's actually a gel. Mm-hmm. So instead of H2O, it's H3O2, mm-hmm. okay? And a person wouldn't expect uh, H2O2, which is hydrogen peroxide, to be the same as water. So H3O2, again, isn't water. And as far as phases go, you have four phases of water. You have your solid, your liquid, your your uh, yes. gas, and your plasma, okay? So those four phases of water. 
the easy gel is actually just between the uh, solid and the liquid. It's a gel. Okay, so it's a very amorphous solid, if a person might want to say. Mm-hmm. It isn't the fourth state, which is a, which is uh, plasma. Now, the the electrically expanded water is the fourth state of matter. Mm-hmm. It's actually a plasma form of water. It's it's uh, water that has soaked up enough electrons. It's become a gaseous form that will not condense if you cool it. Like if you have water vapor or steam and you cool it, it'll condense it back into uh, liquid water. But if you cool the uh, plasma form of water, it stays gaseous. It just follows normal gas laws. Eventually, of course, if you get it cold enough, like approaching zero, it will actually condense just like any other gas. But it's, it's, a, it's a plasma, a cold plasma. And so that is the fourth state of water. So water has ice. Uh, you, you consider ice as a solid. Uh, the liquid people are knowing is uh, just water. The uh, gaseous form could be water vapor or steam, and the plasma form is the electrically expanded water. So the uh, EZ gel, now to get back to the EZ gel, the plasma form of water actually accelerates the formation of the EZ gel. The, the, the studies they're doing in the University of Washington right now with the Browns gas uh, electrolyzers, the, the AquaCure, uh, are showing that for when when the easy gel is being formed on the nafion surfaces the uh, or attached to the nafion the easy gel actually goes out and bounces back it actually goes out almost three times more when it when the brown gas is in the water than it does without the brown gas in the water so the easy gel and the brown gas do have a relationship with each other the the uh, brown gas will help the easy gel form even more now I'm thinking Gerald Pollack should get a Nobel Prize for discovering the uh, easy uh, gel. Uh, although I understand it was actually discovered by one of his students that they brought it to his attention and then they've uh, expanded on it since then. But the, uh, the easy gel is actually in our bodies everywhere. Hmm. Like, a, like a, there's no way that a, a red blood cell would be able to go through a capillary because the capillary is only about the third the size of the red blood cell. So the red blood cell has to elongate down into something that looks like a sausage to even fit into the uh, uh, capillaries. And, and that has to slide. It all has to slide. If there's, if there's any friction, you, everything stops. <laughs> so this gel is incredibly slippery. Hmm. Incredible. And I have a jar over here that I've been bubbling browns gas in. I can't show you right now because it's attached to a machine over there. But... I've been bubbling in it for about two years' time, and I actually have almost a 16th inch uh, um, layer of this uh, gel, this uh, easy gel, built up in this jar. And that's far, far, that's like thousands of times more than Gerald Pollack's uh, experiments were doing, which were just a, a, a few. Just with the Browns stick. gas in the water. Just, just with the Browns gas in the water. But you've been doing it for yep. a couple of years. So, so, yes. so that's the benefit that we should also drink the water as well as breathe the browns gas, right? Right, because it helps this gel. So you have a very intelligent audience. These people are asking excellent questions. Yeah. But e- but the easy gel isn't just uh, uh, surrounding red blood cells and the veins and arteries uh, to make everything slippery. It actually is in the cells. The easy gel is actually one mm. of the things that makes all the cells plumper. So uh, you, you help get rid of wrinkles and, and all that other kind of stuff because the cells themselves aren't, don't shrivel up like prunes. Hmm. They, 
that's that's what keeps them. That's what the pro youthing uh, aspect of it is. Right. It, is this, it's incredible. Is this gel? We, we could not exist as a, oh, as, a as a species, as a mammal, as an animal without this easy gel. <laughs> it, his his discovery of this was astonishing. Is this the gel the same thing that Cowan talks about with in the veins and the arteries that keeps the blood moving around too and the heart is not a pump idea? Is it the same thing? Uh, I am still trying to learn what he's talking about okay. there. Uh, I do understand what he's talking about and or rather I understand the, uh, the, the, the heart itself could not possibly no way. create the pressure necessary to pump the blood so his thing where it's uh, regulating the blood flow more than uh, uh, it does seem to make more sense. There is something about the body in addition to the heart like that is causing the blood to flow, definitely. I think but, Cowan talks yeah, about I, it, I if I understand, understand it's, it. It's the energetic difference between this gooey stuff in the inside of the, the blood vessels and then the blood itself. Well, it, that reminds me of one of Jerry Pollock's uh, um, you know. uh, experiments that, 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 that they discovered. <laughs> it's funny he tells the story that a, he was in a conference and a student came in just all excited and and was interrupting the conference and and, and gerald is trying to say just wait a few minutes the student just couldn't wait he just said and what he discovered was uh he had a tube of this nafion down in the uh in in there and it just started to spontaneously flow the uh, water started to spontaneously flow through this tube because the uh, the way that the energetic thing was happening, so absolutely, I do think that the easy gel has something to do with the the way the blood flow is flowing because of that very thing through our body, yes. through our body, and then Cowan, yes, yeah, Cowan argues that then the the heart, George, is just a, a like a ram pump, so it's only putting putting out what it what goes in, right? So it goes in, and and it's more a brain and a more of a love center than it is anything, you know. <laughs> Which I kind of like too. It certainly is that. Yeah. Nobody, nobody falls in love without feeling that heart. Yeah, that you know <laughs> something going on there. Yeah, it's pretty trippy, huh? So the water—I don't drink the water all the time. So maybe I should keep drinking the water. Oh, definitely. Is it definitely? How? Yeah. And you need both. Some things are are better healed with the uh, water. Okay. And some things with the gas. And when you do both, it's better than either one alone. Cool. And. If if I don't drink the water for a couple days, say, can you still drink the water? It gets a little, you can see a little color in it. It's okay? Absolutely. Absolutely. Not a problem. Not a problem. Yeah. So could you drink this water after two years if you wanted to? Well, I, I've been cha- I've been drinking from that container for Oh, you years, rascal, so you. It, yeah, sure. So, so twice a day, <laughs> <laughs> I've been changing the water out there. But, the, uh, but yeah, it, it's also more difficult to drink water when you're inhaling. Because for some reason, you don't get thirsty. Huh. You have to remember to drink. Yeah, I've yeah. had times when my lips started to crack because uh, my body was so dehydrated, but I didn't feel dehydrated didn't, because I was getting the hydrogen you, I needed. You didn't yeah. have the thirst thing going, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, here's somebody trying to convince you that you should be a flat earther. We won't go into that again. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, don't worry. I'm going to send. I'm going to send George some videos, and next time he's come on, he'll have a tin fall hat on. It'll be just great. He'll be fine. <laughs> okay, that's the only emails I got here. Well, I guess we'll let you go and play, and come on down to Texas, George, and we'll show you around. 
We can poke a few cows, you know, be cow pokers. You do the uh, cow, kipping, cow tipping down there? What's cow tipping? I don't even know what that is. Cow tipping. Well, cows, when, they, uh, when they're, uh, you, you never heard of cow tipping? No. Okay, no. well, that's what you get when you grow up on a ranch. Anyway, the, uh, the, the idea is that the cow is sleeping, yeah. and you kind of sneak up beside her and then get your shoulder down, two or three guys, yeah. and just kind of lift on her, and she flops over on her side. <laughs> really? And she, because she's just hanging yeah, it's out. Great fun. She's just hanging out. Yeah, she's just hanging out. And then all of a sudden, she just falls over. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Cow tipping. Did you guys Never have been cow tipping? Did you guys have uh, cow dogs and like on your farm to help with the cows? Oh, yeah. Did oh, you? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Australian uh, shepherds work the best for that sort of thing. But the uh, blue blue shepherds. But the another fun thing that we used to do when we were younger. They were a rowdy bunch. Somebody get in the outhouse, yeah. okay? And you just simply rope the outhouse and back up and, and have the outhouse fall over on its door. You know the only way out of an outhouse that's on its door? George, you didn't do that. To people, you did that? To some- <laughs> no, I actually, I didn't do that. George. But that was a fun thing. To that's about. bad poop karma, George. You don't want to be doing that. I'm just kidding. Yeah, well. Well, it's just such a pleasure. I'm just saying that we... Go we ahead. didn't. We did. We had different kind of fun than the people that do all their. Well, yeah. I mean, you got to do something, you know, because you didn't have video games. You, you didn't have any of that stuff. You know. Here <laughs> is funny. the. Uh, um, this is the. Uh, the Aquacure machine. The Aquacure. So I'm going to call it Aquacure Browns Gas. Right from now on, Aquacure Bra- Browns yeah, Gas. Folks, if you'd like to get one of these puppies, uh, you got a good education. Over George Wiseman has been doing this for a long time. You can use promo code. One radio twenty, right? One radio twenty between between one radio, uh, yeah, one O N E E, and then radio spelled out twenty R A D I O, and then and then twenty as in two zero, right? Not not spelled out. 20. Yeah, not spelled out. One radio two zero, and you'll get twenty percent off now through Halloweeny night, where you. I think I'm going to go as a as a bank robber and wear a mask. No, I'm not. I I love doing that. I I wear my bandana in the bank. Oh, you! I'm not joking. Do you? Yeah, I'd really? get shot if I did that in Texas. Do you really do that? <laughs> do you go in there and wear? I really, really, really do do that. Just, I got my cowboy hat on and I wear my bandana. That's hilarious. And they and they say they give me a thumbs up and they say hi George and they all know who I am even though I'm masked. You know. <laughs> you just do it. Just I think to, they recognize the hat. Just to give them a hard time. That's that's great. And use promo code one radio. Two zero, and you get twenty percent off now through um, uh, Halloween. Oh, we got one other question before we go. Sorry, I'll bring you back. Don't want to lose you. Okay, from Dennis. How long does a healthy person have to inhale the gas to become saturated? If sick, how long? How long does a healthy person have to inhale? Oh, I got another email just came in too. Okay, we got two more. How long does a so healthy really person? What is that one? What is that? What are they talking about? I don't understand. If they're sick. Okay, so when you're inhaling the gas to get yeah. enough food, yeah. we're talking nutrition here. Food. I usually say an hour a day for regular maintenance. Okay. So three 20 minute sessions. Just think like you're eating. You get three meals a day, mm-hmm. right? So when you're eating, you, you'd normally get your hydrogen from your food, which we never even got into how a person normally gets their hydrogen and why uh, the supplementation is necessary these days. But the. Uh, so, but to get into the actual amount, for a healthy person, uh, 20, 20 minutes, three times a day, or even just an hour a day all at once, anything that works for the per, for a person's life. 
like a lot of people just can't sit down for, or even with a long tube, uh, do uh, 20 minutes three times a day. So, uh, and then if you have a serious ailment that, that you need some serious therapeutic uh, uh, protocols for, that's when we get back to the uh, study I was talking about with the lady who had the uh, lung cancer that had metastasized to the brain. Mm-hmm. You want to have at least eight hours a day. You just, uh, in order to really get wow. some healing happening, therapeutic action. So what, what I recommend then is that people inhale uh, during the night. And, and the cannulas are best for that. Uh, but you have to make sure your mouth doesn't fall open. Like I, I, I you, snore. So, you could tape it. You could tape it. They have these, they have these chin strap things that you can yeah. put on there. Hold your mouth shut nice, and then you're inhaling only through your nose, and and you're getting your full. And then at that point, you only need one percent gas, as we were talking about before, just to keep the blood hydrated all night. I see. And yeah. the other one was, and so I the, can't find it because I just my mouse attacked me. Did you have more on that question? I uh, uh, no, that was that was pretty much answered. Pretty that much particular it. question. And I'm sorry. I think his name was Larry, but he and his wife have been using it for quite some time, I mean almost a year, but they're not really feeling much of anything going on. And he wants to know why. Well, first thing I do is I I tell people to make sure you're actually getting the gas. So I usually uh, bubble the cannulas in water to make sure that gas is actually coming out because you could have a gas leak somewhere and you're putting on the cannulas and you're not actually getting the gas. Oh. So that's the first thing I do. Now let's say if they actually are getting the gas, the second thing I say is one of the reasons that I have a one-year satisfaction guarantee is because sometimes some things just take a long time. It depends on the body and, and the specific things. And the third thing I say is it's really hard to change health. If your body is relatively healthy, then there is very little change. You, you, don't, you don't turn back into a teenager uh, just because you're inhaling the gas. You, I'm going to. pretty much. I'm going to. Stay healthy. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. You have to do some extra thinking there, I think, Patrick. <laughs> That's right. I'm going to, because, you know, uh, I want to go back to high school. In, in I, any case, uh, yeah. so those three things. You, you, it, you, when you, like, you, you look at me right now. I look like I did uh, in uh, 2010. And I haven't really changed any in the last few years. It, it was a fairly rapid change in the, when I started to inhale. Uh, but then it slowed down, and I'm pretty much just staying stable. So I'm inhaling the gas. I am where I am, and I'm just staying the same. I don't know how long it'll be, but I'm I'm going to shoot for 120. Why not? So in this case, I'm yeah yeah I'm, I'm about halfway through my life right now, and I think that in another 20 25 years, this insanity will be behind us, and we'll be in the uh, thousand years of you know peace, or whatever. Yeah, so peace, love, and happy. I'm beef. looking forward to that. So Larry, uh, appreciate your email, and thanks for getting the machine. I would just stay at it. Uh, and maybe this yes. uh, this uh, show that we did the last couple of hours give you some tips on what you can do and check your um, um, George says you yeah you can just take the cannula put it down in a glass so make sure it's bubbling right make sure it's bubbling right and see how much you're doing and and, and note it'll only bubble out of one side or the other whichever the cannula is least uh, um, yeah. when you're doing the cannulas in the water enough gas to kind of bubble out of one side when it's a gas like this it comes out of both tubes but when you put it underwater there's a lot more restriction so let's say this one is is higher uh it'll bubbles will come out of that one rather than right. this one down here so if it's coming out of only one tube don't don't be concerned right. it's 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 working and larry and wife you know be care you know really look at your diet make sure you're doing uh organic if you possibly can totally organic and and uh 
you know, do all the other things we talk about and uh, exercise and sweating is good and detoxing and, you know, to help your, it's got to, it's got to, it's good to be a whole package, right? And, um, Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it, there isn't any one silver bullet, and there isn't any one thing. Oh, man, that's another thing. <laughs> They're saying a, a one, uh, one uh, Kool-Aid will, will uh, cure the world. Yeah, there's no such thing as no a one thing, thing fits yeah. all. No such thing. No such thing. So, Anytime you see anybody promoting that uh, snake oil, you got to know there's something not right. That's right. Well, I have to tell you, you know, you can imagine all of the different things that I've tried in uh, my 50 years now of broadcasting, right? over 50 years. People send you potions and creams and, I don't know, you know, <laughs> vitamins. They send you stuff because they want you to promote it. This is the, to me, this is the most exciting and, and really um, technology, George, that I've used ongoing for this long. Never stuck with anything. I've got stuff downstairs. I could probably just go on eBay and sell a bunch of stuff. That you know, you used it for a month and said, "Well, this is stupid." I don't know. You know, I just kind of knew energetically there was nothing going on. You know, um, yeah. Uh, I just knew it spiritually. And and people are spiritually and uh, energetically a lot more intelligent than they give themselves credit for. Yes, people and for themselves. Like what's good for one person is not necessarily good for another. Right. Yeah. So you have to give grace that that person knows what's good for them. In, in their time, now, that's what's good for them. That's where they need to be. That's what they need to do. And mm-hmm. even if it's something that you wouldn't do for yourself, you have to give grace to the other people. Yeah. Everybody's where they need to be. It's great to be grateful, isn't it? Wasn't it wonderful to be grateful, just to be grateful for just, I mean, I think it's exciting just to be in here this time. You know what I mean? It could be looked at that way. <laughs> I think it's kind of fun. I'm having more fun than I've ever had this lifetime because, I mean, it's just a trip. You know, it's like, whoa, this is pretty interesting. It's certainly not boring. <laughs> not like, boring. Like, what's this all about? See, so I keep asking George what to God. Okay, so what's my role here? What can I do? You know, how can I help? Uh, you know, so that I do this show and uh, working on a screenplay and a book. And, and I, I'm very excited because... Like, you know, you get to do something, you know, something that is helping people somewhere along the line, right? What yes. else, what else yes. is there, right? You're doing a great job. Patrick. What else is like, there? And you're having a lot of fun. See, this is the thing. I wanted to really be on your show because I wanted to have some fun. <laughs> oh, good. We always have fun with you, George. And wait till George becomes a flat earther and he comes. I'm just kidding, George. Okay. <laughs> I can't believe that we even start talking about that. Oh, my God. All right, kiddo, so you live near Niagara Falls, right? Yes. You live near Niagara Falls in Canada. And uh, do you ever go there and just watch the water flow? Often. Do you? Yep. It's, yep. I, I've not been there this lifetime. I guess it's pretty amazing, pretty... Whew. It's it's uh, it's one of those things that's almost spiritual. Yeah. And uh, the nice thing is that we have several falls. I was just We've been visiting some other falls around the uh, escarpment here as well uh and and there's something like walking in the woods and seeing the sunlight coming yeah. down dappling onto the ground through the leaves and the different colors and especially now in the in the fall spring is my favorite time of the year because winter, winter's gone that's a that's a rancher thing but the uh, but you, you 
the fall is absolutely beautiful yeah. and and you get out there with the with the uh, water 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 flowing really does something to a person's body yeah you gotta yeah uh, all right kiddo um we will see you soon thanks for being here thanks for the aqua cure browns gas machine and uh, love you and uh, take care of yourself let me know if we can help with anything okay george and vice versa. I love you too, Patrick. Thank you. May the blessings Bye. be. Bye-bye. See you soon. Be. George Wiseman, AquaCure Browns Gas Machine. There you have it. Uh, we have a, uh, George, uh, uh, 20%. Wow. So if you'd like to get one between now and Halloween, it is promo code 1RADIO20. We'll put it on the front page to 1RADIO20 and uh, 20% off on the AquaCure Browns Gas machine i think you'll really like it lifetime warranty one year money back no questions asked thing you got nothing to lose and uh just do it you'll have fun with it and and uh i can't guarantee you won't get as crazy as i am but um crazy amazing all right kids i don't know what's i think we'll see we we all we we're gonna be here okay we'll see you tomorrow 10 o'clock I have no idea what we're going to do. We may have a guest. We may not, but who cares? But I love you, and I love talking with you, and I love talking about these things that I think matter. So uh, join us tomorrow, 10 o'clock, on OneRadioNetwork.com. Thank you for your ongoing support. Check out our website uh, and look at some of the products and services that we have, mostly products. And uh, if you see something you like, buy it. If you don't, that's okay. Love you all. Thank you. May the blessings be. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow, Wednesday, 10 o'clock. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.